Hi there, and welcome to my first podcast. My name is Annika Vermillion, and I'm currently a freshman at Dakota Wesleyan University. Right now, I am in the class Religion 210, Understanding the Old Testament, with Professor Dr. Joel Allen. And for our final assignment here, we have to make a podcast on something from the Bible that we found interesting. And so I decided to do um, animal rights from biblical text. I decided on my topic, animal rights in biblical text, just because animal rights is always something that has kind of interested me, whether it was in the Bible or outside of the Bible, just because people have so many different views on it and each person has their own opinion. And I kind of feel like the animal rights in the Bible that I learned about here is kind of one of those controversial topics because um, the Bible just gives so many different views on it and this just makes people question sometimes, oh, what should we believe in? And so in the Bible, I know it discussed how um, some of the animals were given to humans for like farm use to like carry equipment and everything like that. And others, it stated that they should be treated with respect and fairly. And then some animals are also said to be used for certain reasons in the Bible. And I also know that um, throughout the Bible, Animals are organized into clean and unclean by the Levitical law. And this is shown with um, Noah and the ark and how he loads all of the animals into there because God gave him so many animals to be used for clean and unclean. And it is also seen in the Bible, I noticed, that some people have close relationships with certain animals. This is whether or not they treat them as pets and then other people just kind of think of animals as kind of like farm animals almost where they don't have like much meaning to them and I also know that the mosaic law in Hebrew scripture forbids overworking animals and requires people to help the lost animals that they find and it also forbids cruelty to domestic animals but I'll be getting into this more later on throughout this podcast before I get too far into this podcast I wanted to go ahead and discuss some of the questions that I'll be answering throughout this. So I have about a couple questions here and they are, what rights do humans have over animals? What are the good ways animals are treated in the Bible? What are the bad ways animals are treated in the Bible? How are ox specifically treated? And what is God's covenant with the animals? While doing my research for animal rights and biblical texts, I came across a list of biblical animals throughout the Bible and their meaning. So I thought I'd share a few of them that I found interesting. And this also includes a list of some of the animals I will be talking about in this podcast as well. So first of all, we have an ox, which represents strength, power, and humility. Next, we have a lamb that represents humility, peace, innocence, And this one represents Christ as a lamb and the Christians as the flock. And then a lion represents power, majesty, wisdom, tyranny, viciousness, dignity, and leadership. And this one I found could represent either Jesus or Satan because he could be a wise king or a tyrant. And then a donkey represents versatility, hardworking, determination, and willpower. And then a goat represents the oppressors wicked men, and demonic forces. And then I noticed that a goat is also used a lot for sacrifices throughout the Bible. And then this one I found pretty interesting. 
Um, a dog it represents loyalty, openness, and dependability. But in the Bible, it was also used as a term for humiliation, and persecutors were referred to as this. And then, last but not least, we have a pig, which represents material desires, excess, and self-indulgence. I was able to find a lot of my research mainly throughout the Bible, but I also found a few things from other biblical texts. A few places where I found um, animal rights in the Bible happened to be from Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Isaiah, Numbers, and 1 Samuel. Now that we know where some of these rights are found in the Bible, let's get started off with our first question that we have to answer in this podcast. The first question is, what rights do humans have over animals? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and master it. Take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and everything crawling on the ground. What this quote basically means is that God is giving permission to the humans to take control over the animals and just just kind of like how it says in here, master them, make sure they follow along with them and they can just like take charge and make sure all the animals listen to them and they can use them how they need to and just make sure that the humans still and always will have rights over the animals. Another quote I found to support what rights do humans have over animals is from um, God's Covenant with Animals, a biblical basis for the humane treatment of all creatures. And this was said by Dr. Donald Cogan, an Archbishop of Canterbury. And he says, animals, as part of God's creation, have rights which must be respected. Behoves us always to be sensitive to their needs and to the reality of their pain. This means that we have to be careful with animals and we have to treat them almost kind of like we treat humans sometimes with respect and dignity and just make sure that none of them are in pain and they just need to make sure that all animals are respected at all times. I also found a quote from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 18 through 19 that kind of refutes what what rights do humans have over animals and it says I also thought where human beings are concerned God tests them to show them that are they are but animals because human beings and animals share the same fate one dies just like the other both have the same life breath humans are no better off than animals because everything is pointless See, I don't quite agree with this because human beings have more control over animals, and so I don't quite see how they are kind of the same. Even though they do share the same fate, everyone is born and everyone dies, but I still believe and think that um, humans have more rights over animals. Now it's time to move on to our next question. What are the good ways animals are treated in the Bible? Now let's take a look at our second question we have to answer here. What are the good ways animals are treated in the Bible? So to start off with this, I found a verse from 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 34 through 36. It says that your servant has kept his father's sheep. David replied to Saul, and if ever a lion or a bear 
came and carried off one of the flock, I would go after it, strike it, and rescue the animal from its mouth. If it turned on me, I would grab at its jaw, strike it, and kill it. Your servant has fought both lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them, because he has insulted the army of the living God. So I see this as a good way that animals would be treated, because um, the servant or shepherd would go off and rescue the animal from a lion's mouth, which is good because it just proves that um, as humans here, we take care of our animals and we always protect them and treat them sometimes almost like they're human a little bit just by the way they'd go after them and take care of them, which in my eyes here is something that is good. Um, and then another verse that I found to answer the question, what are the good ways animals are treated, is from Exodus 23, verse 12. Do your work in six days, but on the seventh day you should rest, so that your ox and donkey may rest. And so this is good because God is allowing the animals and the humans to both rest on the same day because they've both done like a week's worth of hard work. And this is good just because gives animals time to rest and recover just like it does to humans as well and I think I find this good because even the Ten Commandments specifically mentions to allow rest to the animals now that we've talked about a couple of the good ways that animals are treated in the Bible it's time to talk about an answer with the second the third question actually what are some of the bad ways animals are treated in the Bible Let's go ahead and review what our third question is. What are the bad ways animals are treated in the Bible? So to start off with this, I found a verse from Numbers chapter 23, verse 32. The Lord's messenger said to him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? So this comes from a story of Balaam and how he is striking his donkey. And his donkey is stopping, like not listening to him because... He sees um, the Lord's messenger, and he knows to stop and obey. But Balaam doesn't right away, and thinks his donkey is just being stubborn, even though his donkey has never um, disobeyed his owner. And so, Balaam struck his donkey because the donkey saw the messenger before he did, and tried to turn and run away on the road. And so, I just find this as one of the bad ways um, the donkey was treated, because his owner didn't quite noticed right away and just thought the animal wasn't listening. And then I found another verse from Exodus chapter 21, um, line 28. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall not be liable. Um, I don't think this is right because the owner should be held accountable for what their animals do because they should... Um, be in control of their animals at all times, like I stated in the first question, over um, what rights do humans have over animals. And so, um, humans here in the Bible should be able to um, control their animals and keep them um, in an area where they won't harm anyone, or if you know an animal is harmful and could um, gore a man or a woman, I would suggest um, just keeping that animal away from other people as well. And so that about sums up 
a couple of the bad ways that I found that animals are treated in the Bible. Before we move on to the fourth question here, um, we should talk about um, some of the animal sacrifices in ancient Israel throughout the Bible, because this kind of fits in with like the bad ways I feel like that animals are treated, just because so many animals are used um, for sacrifice. So from the Bible Odyssey by William K. Gilders, it says that many animals were used for like burnt offerings. So this could be a whole herd or flock of animals. Um, and this could include bulls, sheep, um, goats, doves, or pigeons. And so these animals were taken like as a whole animal, not cut, cut up or anything, and placed into an altar and lit on fire and was burnt. And this was seen as one of the most extravagant sacrifices because the whole animal itself was given up to God. So now that we've discussed that, let's move on into our fourth question that we have to answer today. How are oxen specifically treated in the Bible? Let's go ahead and answer the fourth question. How are oxen specifically treated in the Bible? So from Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 4, it says, Don't muzzle an ox while it is touching grain. And then again in Deuteronomy 22, chapter 10, it says, Don't plow an ox and a donkey together. So these two just kind of are like just kind of a few little rules because oxen were used a lot throughout the Bible for multiple different things. And so it just says it's rude to muzzle an ox while it's trying to thresh grain. And plowing an ox and donkey together is not a good thing to do either. And then in Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25, it says, Wolf and lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the snake, its food will be dust. So this, this just says how oxen will be fed straw, just like some of the other animals. And then in Isaiah 66, verse 3, it says, He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering like one who offers pig's blood. He who makes a memorial offering of frankincense like one who blesses an idol. These have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations. So this is saying how um, oxen are treated somewhat like more like humans in the sense that they're compared to um, when a person kills an ox, it's compared to when a person kills a man. So this just means that oxen are seen as like, kind of one of those like higher up animals is what I'm guessing from this and that they're just used a lot and humans have more respect for the oxen and that is why they have so many rules about them as well. Now that we are done with our fourth question, how are oxen specifically treated in the Bible? Let's go ahead and find some answers to our last and final question. What is God's covenant with the animals and what kind of things does it pertain? Now it's time for our fifth and final question to get some answers. So the question is, what is God's covenant with the animals? And so to start off answering this question, I found some more information from 
God's covenant with animals, a biblical basis for the humane treatment of all creatures. And this first quote is from St. John of the Cross. And so he says, All the creatures, not the higher creatures alone, but also the lower, according to that which each of them has received in itself from God, each one raises its voice in testimony to that which God is. Each one, after its manner, exalts God, since it has God in itself. This is just saying that um, it kind of gives animals the ability to recognize God's presence and power and to realize that God is above the animal itself and that they should listen to God because um, animals are kind of seen as lower creatures in comparison to humans as the higher creatures and they too know that they come from God and they know to listen to him. And so... The next quote I have is also from that same place, but it is from Albert Schweitzer, and he says, We are compelled by the commandment of law contained in our hearts and thought, and proclaimed by Jesus, to give rein to our natural sympathy for animals. We are also compelled to help them and spare them suffering. And so this just gives um, humans some more power to help animals um, because we just have natural sympathy for them, and we know that they too have covenants with God, just as we as humans do as well. And so this about sums up our last question. What is God's covenant with the animals and what kind of stuff is pertained in it? So now that we've answered all five questions that I have to talk about in today's podcast, I'm going to go ahead and review what those questions were. So the first one was, what rights do humans have over animals? And we just said that, or I just said that, and um, the humans are able to master the animals, but they also have to respect them as well. And then for what are the good ways animals are treated, humans um, have been able to like look after the animals, go after them if they get taken, and they also allow them rest. And then what are the bad ways animals are treated? So... Um, in this podcast, I talked about the story with Balaam and his donkey because he beat him three times because he didn't realize why the donkey was stopping. And then um, I also talked about how an ox scores a man or a woman to death. The owner should not be held liable, but I disagreed and said that he should be held liable because um, the animal's kind of seen as the owner's property a little bit. And so in that case, the owner should have control over the animal. And then the next question, how are oxen specifically treated? And so I said, I talked about how you shouldn't muzzle an ox or plow with an ox and donkey together, allow the ox to eat straw. And that's about it for that question. And then for the last question, what is God's covenant with animals? I talked about how um, all the animals are able to recognize God even though they are kind of like a lower being, they still realize that they come from God and have to respect his power. For this podcast here, I also got my sources from a variety of different places, too, so this just kind of helps support some of the answers I had to my questions and just help me find different ways to support it with Bible verses or quotations from people. And so I found these from the CEB Study Bible, um, Bible Odyssey, Easton's Bible Dictionary, 
God's covenant with animals, a biblical basis for the humane treatment of all creatures, and the Bible's teachings on protecting animals and nature. And so, of the information that I pulled from these different places, I just found either quotations from them or actual Bible verses from the Bibles, and I just used it as little snippets throughout here just to support my answers or just to, like, quote something from one of these places. So now we are at the end of the podcast, and so it's time for me to close up. And so I thank you for listening to the whole thing, and I hope you enjoyed the information that I have given you on animal rights and biblical text, as well as enjoyed some of my commentary on the five questions that I chose to answer in here. So I hope this just give you a little more insight on some of the animal rights and biblical texts, and thank you for listening.